What did we really learn about the University of Virginia's loss to Houston this weekend? Let's discuss that. What do we really learn about the loss to Houston this weekend? You are Locked On Virginia, your daily podcast on the Virginia Cavaliers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good day, viewers and listeners. I am your host, the Big Law, Lawrence Johnson, and welcome to Locked On Virginia Cavaliers podcast, the first place to come to get your Wahoo fix every day as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Our title sponsor today is LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So, yeah, as I was saying, you know, in the open, uh, you know, UVA had a huge game this weekend. Uh, they had, you know, quite frankly, in modern time, the most uh, hoopla or, you know, or the most uh, important game prior to conference play, uh, you know, playing Houston, who is the highest ranked team to come uh, to the JPJ uh, non-conference to play UVA, who is also highly ranked uh, at number two. Houston was ranked number five, formerly ranked number one. You know, and my question is, you know, let's discuss, you know, let's, let's have a conversation about this. What did we really learn about the University of Virginia's basketball team? Uh, what we did learn is, you know, they're no longer undefeated. They're 8-1. And, um, and, and, and just being there, I can tell you like this, the energy in the JPJ was absolutely electric. It really was. The, 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 the noise and the sound was pumping. They had, they had to have the music up to 10 you know in there it was just uh just an incredible atmosphere i will give them that you know so when people say that the fans don't come out you know we're talking football fans here um you know who say that you know fans can't don't come out or they don't have the energy or the you know the the mood to come out you know i gotta i, I gotta pull your card on that i said university of virginia if they want to come out they will come out. You just have to give them something to root for. And I can tell you that that environment is what college athletics are about. All, you know, on the grounds, on the grounds or on a campus. It, it, it was everything that, that I was expecting. Um, of course, you know, for a game like that in the media, we get there early, we get set up. I did a walk-in um, segment, you know, before, you know, I go through security kind of give you guys a behind the scenes coming in, watching some of the guys warm up. Uh, but, you know, Houston, my goodness. You know, when I came in, when I walked in and I was watching those guys, they looked apart. The um, you know, and just eyeballing, the eyeball test is what they call it. They were impressive just walking by them, you know. 
you know, I have my camera on them, uh, phone camera just recording. I mean, our guys, you know, we're our guys. Our guys look good too. But those Houston players, they look, they were very athletic. They were very quick, um, you know, quicker than I thought that they would be. Um, and, and, and when I say thought they would be, I, you know, maybe I'll say this. Seeing them live and how quick and big they were was was eye-opening. It was stunning to me to see how much quicker they were than the University of Virginia's basketball team. Now, when I say that, I'm not saying that UVA did not have an opportunity to uh, to win the game because they did, uh, or, or to compete, you know, and, uh, and have a chance at the end. But uh, they lost the game 69-61. to Jairus Walker, man, if you haven't heard about this kid, he's one of the one of the five-star players who came out last year, uh, committed to Houston. True freshman, 6'8", about 240. The kid has a complete game, man. Um, he was shooting over Jaden because she was shooting threes. He wound up with 17, 7, and 4 assists. But that's not necessarily... Uh, 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 um, that's not necessarily giving you the whole picture of how effective he really was. He might as well score 25 points. How effective that he, you know, how, how effective he was against Virginia. He passed out of double teams. He dribbled, um, <clears throat> off, off of picks. He pulled up, um, mid range. He backed down, faded away mid-range on Jaden Gardner. And then when it got to the game, got close, you know, when UVA would go on a, you know, a six-point run, four-point run, seven-point run, he would knock down a three. And it happened like three times. Um, you know, or, or he had three, three run, uh, run-stopping shots two of them were threes one of them was the two and he was just athletic he was all over the place his, his defense was tough and that is combined with the other players on this Houston team who were absolutely uh, a team that you're going to have to watch out for um you know come Houston I, Alabama beat them but I wouldn't be surprised if Houston doesn't lose another game this year they're that good, in my opinion. I, you know, I think that they're that good. I think that if they can <clears throat> just continue to tighten up, I mean, they hit timely three-point buckets as well. But one thing that I really noticed that was really good about them was their passing. Um, their penetration and their other guard, Sasser, who was pretty much uh, maintained uh, while Reese Beekman was guarding him, and we'll get to Reese, you know, uh, in a minute here, but he was pretty much maintained, you know, and when I say maintained, I mean, he had, uh, Sasser, uh, scoring no points while he was, uh, covering him. Now, outside of that, that's different. Um, you know, he did score three three-pointers when Reese was not on him. So, that just kind of gives you an idea of what to look for. But UVA came out in the first half nine to nothing. I thought that, oh my goodness, you know, they are going to put up 
some great numbers. They're going to score. They're, and they were hitting outside shots. Kihei was performing. I felt like this team was um, was preparing to play a game where the offense was back on track. So this is three games in a row at least where the offense has not been on track and they're not hitting uh, their outside shot like they were in the beginning of the of the year. That that's something that we're going to have to self reflect on here. Um, and you know, and, and I'll start with this with this self-reflection we have to make our outside shots to to make it to the elite eight sweet 16. if we don't hit our outside shots we can still play our tough defense we can still uh get points uh you know in a lot of different ways tony bennett can scheme up all different types of plays uh which he's great at but if we're not knocking down our outside shot which has been this year one of our bigger weapons when we went when we have one we're a totally different team just like everyone else but i think it's a little bit different for the university of virginia because they can be championship quality if they hit 40 percent of their threes they were six of 22 to close out that to end the game all right they were you know I just felt like, you know, if, if they could ever shoot 40% somewhere in that range from the three-point line, we're looking at a completely different uh, caliber of a team. They just, they're already one of the best teams in the nation, but I'm talking top four, five consistently. Because right now they're going to take a bump and they're going to, you know, uh, fall down the, the the rankings for a little bit. And they may stay. They may stay in the top ten because when Houston lost, uh, they fell to number five from number one to number five. So you know UVA number two loses to number five. Maybe they fall to number nine, somewhere in there. But we'll find out between today and tomorrow. But uh, a lot of things to continue that we have to continue to reflect on. On this, uh, we're not we're not finished with this. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be like 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster for free. You can go to your profile and add the purple hashtag hiring to your frame on LinkedIn, on your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you for making Locked On Virginia your first listen every day. Make sure you check out Locked On Sports today the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less. Plus, instant reactions, games, recaps, and Locked On's take of the day.
Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. As I said before, we're talking about reflection and, you know, based off of this game and what kind of team are we, uh, you know, and what we learned. And what we learned also is this team, that Reese Beekman, to the team, Reese Beekman is not 100%. And as he's not 100%, you can just tell on the defensive end, he can still shuffle side to side. He can still, has he still has the quick hands, the IQ, but where you see he's ginger at his ginger he works walks gingerly you know and, and he's uncomfortable is on the offensive end his explosion's not there um you know he was one for six one for five i think he had four points reese beekman um the offensive side of the ball is where you're gonna see him suffer you know because of his hamstring injury we do have a game uh, this Tuesday, and we will talk about that game in a minute against Miami. But Reese Beekman, you can tell his his, his his hamstrings are giving him issue, or his hamstring is giving him issue. And and who's to know? Who's to say that the ankle? I don't think the ankle's a hundred percent either. So he's playing hobbled. Now, hopefully, this will clear itself up come the uh, next month. You know, you, you, they're going to play. Um, uh, Miami, then uh, they got another six, seven days. Then they play Albany um, next Wednesday. Uh, so maybe they can uh, play him a little and get him some rest. And then they play again on the 31st against Georgia Tech, I believe. But let's make sure, you know, I'll keep a check on this and see where Reese is. But we're a totally different team without his contributions. His driving to the bucket, his distribution. I mean, he still had four or five assists, but just the threat of him scoring changes this team. Um, I think he also, uh, you know, gives the team the, the, the ability to, 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 for a player to go one-on-one -on, -one on the offensive side, handling the ball, and Reese usually could elevate. He's, he was very athletic. Remember him going in and dunking over uh, a couple guys a few games ago you know, before the injury. You know, and that was just him, you know, driving, elevating, and finishing above the rim. He's not doing that now because of the injuries. And you can just see his explosion is not there yet. You know, he's still healing from the injury. So that's one thing from a self-reflection standpoint that I have to say. Another thing is, Ben Vanderplas had a huge offer. Uh, offer seven, um, shot two air balls, really bad missed air balls. Um, he hasn't been in. He had a terrible game, one of the worst games I probably think in his career. Definitely his worst game playing as a Wahoo. But typically Ben plays a lot better than that. I think that this Houston team really had him flustered. I think their athleticism and quickness were were uh, were giving him trouble, and, and I think that's kind of where we are with you know with him uh, against Houston. Houston just you know, and, and don't get me wrong, Houston does this to everybody. So you know, 
Ben is, is no exception to that. But he had a, a, a really bad game compared to how he's played here and how he's played over his career against these uh, Houston Cougars. So, yeah, yeah. So, so where, you know, where we are right now and, and where we're trying to go, what we're trying to be, it's a um, – it's 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 definitely a uh, a team that is still a work in progress, you know, and and we don't necessarily know exactly where we're going to be. I know a lot of folks say November bas- college basketball, December college basketball tournament preseason or, or you know uh, early season tournament basketball is not that important for uh, college teams, but I totally beg to differ. I totally disagree. Um, you know, it's become more and more important these recent years. Teams are trying to get better. And the reason why is because they need those ranked teams. They need to play the ranked teams. You guys ever heard of that Ken Palm rankings and all that? You need to have some teams on your resume. And UVA has a pretty good, you know, has some teams on their resume. They played Illinois. They played Michigan. They played Baylor. They beat all those teams, and they got to Houston. They lost to Houston, but it was a eight-point loss, and the team played outside of Caden Cedric. The team did not play great at all, and they still only lost by eight points. Um, they showed themselves a lot better than they did last year. Last year, they got embarrassed, pretty much ran out of the building down there in Houston, but they did uh, – they did do a lot better this game, but they, if, you know, they make a few of those three-pointers and they don't turn the ball over, that's another thing. They're, they turn the ball over uh, more than they needed to against this kind of a team. I want to say they were in the double digits and turnovers. Um, you got to play smarter than, you know, than that. They can't take chances. They have to have a great ball security. Those guys play defense like UVA does. They, they're calling cards is their defense. They shut you down and they run on you and they have a great, they do a great job of sharing the ball getting it out to their defenders on the perimeter and they make three pointers. I mean, Houston, man, um, I didn't know Houston, you know, over these last few years are all of a sudden one of these really good teams. And it's been that way. Uh, like I said, for the last few years, you know, um, you know, will they be there uh, for the Elite Eight? They should. They, they look like a Final Four team right now. But the environment definitely was a championship environment. Another thing, defensive lapses. We had a lot of defensive lapses. I will tell you that. Our closeouts were not strong. We didn't have quick, strong closeouts, meaning running out at open shooters, running towards open shooters, and making sure that you uh, you get them to adjust their shot so that they miss. And we were late on some of those. So that, that's another thing that uh, that's on my mind that, that I've seen as well so in some of my notes here. Um, but this team can be an elite team. We just have to make our open shots. And hopefully going into conference play, you know, teams will be ready. Our team will be ready to play. Uh, you know, especially um, after this new year. So next game up we got is Miami. That's tomorrow night. That's Tuesday, 8.30, down in Miami. 
Miami's number 25, another tough team to play for us all the time. They're always tough to play football or basketball. They always give us trouble. Coach Jim Laranega from uh, George Mason uh, coached uh, up here, you know, in the Commonwealth, but uh, has been down there in Miami doing a good job. Miami's 11-1, number 25 in the nation. What do we do now, guys? We got to go out. We got to buckle down. We got to play in a tough environment, play good defense, uh, and hit our open shots. Um, we're gonna we're gonna ask Reese Beekman to be uh, a better Reese, and I know that he has to play kind of within himself, just based off of his uh, injury. You know, as far as not playing too wild out there, he has to really play kind of under control because I know he doesn't want to re-aggravate the injury, but. We're going to need his defense on Wong uh, for Miami. He, he's a good, big athletic guard. And we're going to need Reese Beekman to uh, to stay in front of him. So UVA right now, 8-1, going down uh, Tuesday, excuse me, Tuesday. And we will uh, do a pregame show. Um, that game's at 8.30. So we'll do a pregame show on my Seven Cities brand Uh give you guys a little bit of a uh, a uh, a preview of what the game and what we expect and also hopefully um Ben Vanderplas can can uh can can thaw out a little bit and play uh the game that we know that he can play Bet online is your number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup, we've got it all at Bet Online. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today to use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. So as we talk about the basketball program and where they are, uh, let's get you know let's switch shift gears and get into the uh, football uh, team. Uh, they had a big commitment from a sought-after defensive tackle out of uh, a high school uh, defensive tackle out of uh, Florida. Uh, Fort Lauderdale, to, to be exact, 6'3", 285-pound, big defensive lineman, um, three-star. He was recruited by a lot of D1s, I'm telling you, a lot of Power 5 schools. Um, coached by Jason Taylor. Uh, remember the, the, the superstar, Hall of Famer, um, pass rusher from Miami, played at Washington. Jason Taylor, uh, uh, you know, is coached by him. So that's uh, that's always great when you get uh, you know tutelage from a, a Hall of Famer, <laughs> you know, on the defensive line. But uh, but yeah, Jason Taylor was his coach, and he committed to the University of Virginia. So you know it doesn't go without saying that we've had another uh, lineman, offensive lineman lead. That's Logan Taylor, another offensive lineman. I can tell you, this has been brutal for offensive line for University of Virginia. University of Virginia lost five linemen last year. Six, excuse me, 
five starters, six, a six lineman also who had time left, and we've lost three this year. I don't know how a program recovers from losing that many linemen in less than a year. You're talking Logan Taylor. You're talking Zachary Tedder. You're talking John Paul Flores for this year. So I, I don't know. And then we're already a struggling offensive line. So th there are huge, huge measures that are going to have to be made to, to fill these holes. I mean, where do we go from here? You know, I need some some advice from some of you viewers, listeners, and fans out there. Some of you folks who have a, a you know, a foothold in, you know, some of the, uh, you know, who know some behind the scenes, you know, when it comes to uh, maybe some of these offensive linemen, you know, it, you know, and if you guys want some information more on that, you can also hit my girl up, Jackie Franchuli at 247. She has all the recruiting news that you want, but I don't know what we do right now, guys, losing this many offensive linemen. A program just doesn't recover the way that it that the way that it uh is supposed to. So I don't know. I don't know. Let's um let's get to the spring game, you know, and uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna worry about this, you know. I, I can't help it. I'm just gonna worry about it because I don't know if this if we can field a good team come the springtime as well. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll keep this thing rolling. I appreciate you guys uh, hanging in there with me. But <clears throat> uh, football, you know, the football team is uh, just trying to rebuild and restructure itself. But, yeah, losing those offensive linemen, that's going to continue to hurt, and it's going to hurt long term. Um, unless we have, like, five, four or five linemen just come in that are of good caliber and can play. Some of, them, some of these guys are going to have to play immediately. So, you know, we will see what the news is uh, as uh, signing days here. And um, and also we'll see who's coming out of the transfer portal. I did hear some news of another receiver. Um, you know, be on your media outlets to, to see who's who, who's coming in. But, um, you know, but we need linebackers. We need receivers. We need offensive linemen. Uh, we just did get a quarterback, um, and there may be another quarterback. You know, I'm not sure, but I will check with my sources to see, you know, what's what. But like I said before, I thank you guys. I appreciate you guys for tuning in, you know, every day. Uh, you know, I can't do it without you guys. Um, and, you know, this is just a, this is a dream, you know. You know, you check out the games, uh, you know, in the press box, and then you get a report on them. Um, like I said, thank you, Locked On. Seven City Shop Talk Sports is uh, on next, excuse me, tomorrow, you know, with, with the team. And just stay tuned. We will keep you guys informed. And thank you for making Locked On Virginia your first listen today. Make sure you check out Locked On Sports Today, the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less. Plus, instant reactions, games, recaps and Locked On's Take of the Day. Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast.